the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Happy summer, everyone. I hope everyone is uh, getting the opportunity to enjoy a little bit of that summer zing as we kick off summer 2022 officially. I am Misha Dimitruk, Essex Mortgage Branch Manager out of the sunny Santa Cruz office, 831-435-0385, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com if you have questions, if you have scenarios, if you're looking for some guidance and support on your real estate financing needs and you're just not finding those answers, I am here for you. So please don't hesitate to let me know how I can be of assistance to you. As always, and as the intro says, the ever-changing real estate lending environment, it is in constant flux. And that is why I am here to help you understand all of the opportunities that are available to you, to share with you when loan products, as we call them, different types of loans, come into or leave the marketplace. And with rates in the sixes, yes, I'm saying it, rates in the sixes, I want to reassure everyone that the world is not ending, we are all doing fine, that there's a great opportunity that's still out there. Because as rates have risen, and rates have been way higher than this in the past, but as rates have risen, the values that properties are garnering out in the market, the purchase prices that they are getting, is not rising at that same rate. We are seeing list prices coming down. We are seeing price reductions. And we have here a tremendous opportunity still for buyers to purchase a property that they absolutely love. And that's what's the long haul hold. The property that you love. The financing can change. And many, many times, very, very seldom is it anymore that people keep the same financing on one property for the duration of their ownership. So the opportunity to capture a property, get your foot in the door and adjust the finances as the market allows down the road is still something that everyone should be taking into consideration. It isn't necessarily a matter of saying, well, this doesn't work for me at all. There's no possible way for me to do it, but Misha says, go ahead and find a way. What I'm saying is, is that it might not be where you wanted that payment to be. And if it's still within your wheelhouse of affordability and you qualify, that being hesitant in this type of a market is going to put you in the position where you're just going to be continuously missing out. If you've been a buyer and you've been shopping for months and months and months on end, we now have more inventory than we've had for quite some time. The opportunity for you to find something that you actually 
want to own and live in and love in is really available. So my, what I'm sharing with you is that the concept that rates have come up should not be a deterrent if you still qualify for that payment because the opportunity for you to adjust that payment down the road is absolutely still there with you. So please, if you have not looked at your formal pre-approval recently, if you close the door on that concept of buying because you thought prices are just out of my reach, they just continue to climb, and here comes rates rising, I'm going to be outpaced in the market, things are slowing down a little bit, and the opportunity for you to find something is there. So please take a look at your pre-approvals, take an understanding of what it is that it would take for you to get your foot in the door to that property that you love. And if you need a stronger strategy, if you need a different set of eyes looking at it and talking with you about how you can be successful in your real estate financing endeavors, please let me know. I am here to help. For those of you who listen to the show, we do a weekly challenge. Last week's challenge was really about helping the next generation in their leg up. And, and how people can go about doing that. And there, aside from just gifting money uh, to make that happen, there's plenty of opportunity out there to help particularly the outgoing college students and the outgoing high schools into college students who are going to be needing someplace to live. Now, you can be a non-occupying co-borrower. And what we were talking about was allowing that new college student or that new college graduate to be a party to a transaction, to allow them to make a purchase in the market that they're in as the occupying borrower and to have a family member supporting them as a non-occupying co-borrower. Now, I presented this in because, of course, graduation was upon us and immediately got a call from Veronica. Veronica has two great nephews that are twins. They both just graduated and they have one year in the dorm in two different cities. And she was thinking about their inheritance and the concept being that they would need to have a credit score in order to participate in the transaction. And she said, I was thinking I could help them become homeowners while I'm still alive rather than leave money for them when I pass away. And so we had a great conversation about her ability to help the both of them make these purchases, get themselves financially set for success and allow her the opportunity of seeing the inheritance she intended to leave for them actually bring success to their lives while she's still with us. And um, I thought that was really ad adventurous of her to think along those lines and really kind and considerate because she sees that they will have a much better life if they have a little bit of an upper, upper leg on the situation you know, going into it. Um, the opportunity for them to gain market appreciation and build equity while also maintaining management skills, understanding how to negotiate properties, um, take in rental income from renting rooms in the house. All of this was things that she could see being applied in real world tactics and being beneficial to them across all lines of education in their lives. I also had a conversation with Daniel who had been shopping for a primary residence in the state of California for the last five years to say that he was defeated is an understatement. He was downright frustrated. And um, he had a child that graduated and was accepted into an out-of-state college. And so we had a nice chat about his opportunity to be able to support that child by purchasing a property that they would live in through their education there. And that after the education was concluded, they had the ability to sell and pay off any student debt 
to afford any ability of equity to be shared between the parent and the child. And I'm happy to report that Daniel gave me an update and let me know that they are now in contract on a property that his student will be moving into here before the start of the fall semester. So these are real world scenarios that are being applied time in, time out, and new ideas being presented that are being executed on very quickly. And it's available for you as well. Please, if you think that that ship has sailed, if you found yourself being frustrated at not being able to buy in the California market, know that there's still opportunity out there in other markets if that's still something you are interested in. So again, my number 831-435-0385. Mortgage interest rates have risen. We've all talked about this. You've seen it, you've heard about it. Um, you've, you'd be hard pressed to avoid economic news in this day. What is coming back into play is adjustable rate mortgages. Now, for those of you who remember adjustable rate mortgages, typically advertised as ARMS, A-R-M-S. Now, these are loans that have a fixed period of interest rate, and then they fluctuate. Most of the time, they fluctuate on an annual or a six-month basis, and they are advertised as such. So a five slash one would be fixed through the end of the fifth year and adjust on an annual basis thereafter. A seven slash six would be fixed through the end of the seventh year and adjust in six-month intervals thereafter. These are not terrible loans. I had someone call me and say, are these the toxic loans that you know, caused the market to crash before? And the answer to that is emphatically no. Adjustable rate loans are still a quality tool to help people get their foot in the door and, and is a very common practice throughout most of the rest of the world. Adjustable rate loans reign supreme. The ability for you to utilize an adjustable rate loan in this environment to your benefit is that the adjustable rate typically has a lower starting point than the long-term fixed rate, the 15 or the, the 20, the 25, or the 30-year fixed rate loan. So the benefit of taking an adjustable rate loan is going to afford you a lower fixed rate for a set period of time. Now, when that set period of time ends, the loan doesn't stop. There's no balloon payment that requires you pay off the total amount that loan just becomes adjustable, meaning that that interest rate can change. It doesn't mean that you couldn't refinance, and it doesn't mean you can't refinance at any point. In the state of California, there's no prepayment penalty on a primary residence. So you have, as if this is a primary residence, you have the ability to take this adjustable rate loan and then refinance as you see fit when the market dictates that ability. So please don't be hesitant with the adjustable rate loan. They are still your friend. They are definitely a fantastic ability for people to carry on a higher mortgage with a lower price point than the fixed rate financing that we're seeing right now and still have a stable lending product that's going to give you years to come of an understanding of what your payment will be. And again, it's not the negative amortization loan that some people were thinking was the problem. Um, for those of you who remember, there used to be a loan that allowed you to pay less than interest only on the loan payment every month. And that made your balance go negative, meaning instead of your balance going down, your balance increased over time. And these loans were not readily explained by a lot of people in the lending environment. And they did cause some problems for people, but that was not just the adjustable rate 
that was a very particular type of adjustable rate loan that is not available at this time. So don't be concerned when you see advertising for adjustable rate mortgages out there because they definitely are something that can help you and help those of you who may feel like the market is or was edging away from you. Again, we are seeing a lot of price reductions. We are seeing listing prices coming in a little bit lower. And again, with that increased property coming to market, the ability for you to find a property that actually meets your financing needs, that meets your, your desires, your wants and needs list. If you've gone through your wants and needs list as a buyer, you've probably refined that a dozen or more times in your shopping endeavors as you see the different properties that come up. And whether you are neighborhood specific or whether you are city specific or whether you're open to whatever, it just has to fall in line with what your financing abilities are. There are loans out there that can help you achieve your goals. So please don't hesitate to reach out if you need more option, if you need more information or a better understanding of what it is that you might be getting yourself into by taking an alternative lending product. We have got a great show for you. We do have at least one guest here to talk about two more listings that are coming to the market here shortly. And we will be discussing all things when it comes to investor loan opportunities. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So as we were coming back from commercial, they were actually talking about the market update when it comes to real estate. So the information that gets reported is just a little bit behind. When they're talking about the figures and facts that get published, they're talking about the April numbers because that's what takes the time to trickle down to mainstream media. What we're talking about on the local information when it comes to the Bay Area, we are seeing an increased inventory, meaning more properties are at market available for purchase right now than we've had before. The market did slow down as interest rates rose and people were hesitant. But what we have seen is that that was the recognition for a good many sellers or potential sellers out there in the market to recognize that now is the time to really get their properties out there. And not all of those sellers, believe it or not, were actually prepared for their properties to go to market. And some people didn't think they would be selling and realized they wanted to take advantage of the market's opportunities and have put properties on the market that are not fully renovated, that maybe haven't been touched in years and years and years. And that presents a unique opportunity for buyers, specifically for investors. For those in the Bay Area, if you're looking to do a traditional investment property purchase, the minimum down payment is typically 25% on a full documentation loan. There are, however, the opportunities for you to purchase a property that needs a renovation. And it can be purely cosmetic. It can have defects that would preclude that property otherwise from financing. Let's say it needs a new roof. It has a health and safety feature issue. It it doesn't have any finished flooring. It doesn't have any windows. Whatever the situation may be, you can, through a renovation loan, remedy the issues that inhibit its ability to get regular financing now. The down payment, the minimum down payment is 15% of the purchase price plus the cost of improvements. So you actually have the opportunity to finance the property and all of the improvements that you're going to make with 10% less down payment. 
than if you were purchasing a property that was 100% put together and you weren't doing any of the renovation on it. This is a great opportunity for first-time investors who are looking at starting flip jobs. They're looking at getting their foot in the door. Maybe they don't have the cash reserves to do everything out of pocket. Or if you're just trying to get to that property point where you've turned a profit and you now have the ability to make the purchase that you want to make your long-term hold or another purchase in another market and use the profit from the original sale in order to fund that next opportunity. There's a lot of flexibility in what you can upgrade these properties with. Uh, So it's not just a matter of it having to be utilitarian. It can be making it nicer. It can be simply modernizing. And that's really what we see more of than anything else when it comes to upgrading a property. There's definitely the utilization of these renovation loans in repairing properties that have defects that, you know, again, like I said, the, the roof, it doesn't work. Maybe there's no furnace, there's no heater in there. Um, so there's the remedy of a defect. And then there's just the modernization and upgrading and making it nicer. So you can utilize these renovation loans to do small objects, such as paint, carpet, flooring, countertops, appliances, those types of things. You can improve the property in smaller ways and have a different type of loan available to you. Or you can go for a larger renovation where you're moving walls and there are structural things that are happening and do a a complete gut and remodel on a property with these renovation loans. There really isn't a limitation on it aside from the as completed value. And that's where it all kind of comes together. The, The limit on these is the national conforming limit for our area, the high cost market, which is going to put you way up in the 970s as far as a a loan amount. So you have plenty of flexibility in buying a property that needs the work done and you can finance it with as little as 15% down. Now, it does require that you have some reserves. It will require that you have a decent credit score. But aside from that, you really don't have to have everything dialed in at the same time. One of the main restrictions that I run into a lot that people are a little perturbed about is that you cannot be the borrower and the general contractor on the job. You do have to have a separate general contractor. Now, the very simple reason behind this is you qualified for a loan with a separate job that is typically not a contractor. Even if you are a contractor and you qualified for this loan, you need to be working at your typical job in order to bring in the money to make the payment on this property. And so they want to keep you working in your field of industry and not have you working on a project that you will get a payday on, but not until down the road. If you are considering making a purchase, if you're looking at a property, even in your market, or even if it's from a a family member that is bringing a property to market that isn't quite up to snuff as far as when it comes to other properties in the market, know that there's a way for you to modernize that property and make it something that someone would want to live in. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. When you're an investor looking to acquire real estate, whether you're going to be renovating, whether you're going to be fixing up the property for a flip, or whether you're going to long-term rent the property or even short-term vacation rental, Understanding how your credit plays into your overall opportunity is going to be key to your success in getting your foot in the door. But also, as you 
own the property over time. If you are looking to make an investment property purchase, understand that there are loans available to you, even if your credit score is not in a perfect place. However, because it is an investment, the anticipation is that you understand having good credit is part of the best opportunity for you. And the interest rate that you'll be privileged to will be reflected on your credit score. So having a higher credit score, obviously always better. Having a lower credit score means the interest rate that you will be privileged to will be higher. And that makes the financing just more expensive, but also a little bit more challenging for you. What we want all of our investors to understand is that even outside the loan, if there's something that property needs and you don't have a cash cushion to fall back on, if you needed to apply for a line of credit, if you need to apply for a credit card even to be able to put something for the property on that credit card because you don't have the cash opportunity. If your credit score is not in a good position, you could be paying more than necessary, which means that your investment is less profitable. Now, obviously, as an investment, we want everyone to find their best profit point. And in that, having a great credit score is going to be key. We talk about great credit a lot around here. The best credit scores are going to be achieved when you have at least three open and active trade lines, we call them, or accounts, meaning you have at least three accounts that you use on a monthly basis. Now, for those of you who are just establishing yourselves in the credit world, you may want to consider utilizing some of the free services out there that allow your credit score to take into consideration the things that you pay from your checking account as is. I am not encouraging people to go out and begin retail therapy in order to improve their credit situation. I am encouraging everyone to take a look at the things that they pay for in cash now and recognize that in order to get the points that you need for the best possible financing terms, that you have to play in the debt world. And in playing in the debt world, that means you need to have open accounts that you're paying on. When you open a new account, you need to keep that account open for at least six months, effectively seven months after you open it so that you can make at least six on-time payments because that is when that new account and its payment history actually begins to bring benefit to your credit score. Prior to that, you have a new account that has no payment history and you may see your account, your credit scores actually come down. That's because your credit score is a numeric depiction of your understanding, borrow, then repay. You open a new account, you've borrowed successfully. If you don't have any payments yet reported, you have not demonstrated the repayment piece. And the minimum term to show repayment is six months. So again, seven months after, because you don't usually make a payment in the very first month you open an account. If you're looking for credit cards or accounts in order to open, you can search online. You can check with your current bank where you do your primary banking, see if they have any formal pre-approved offers for you. I do encourage you to take into consideration if there is an annual fee, that the benefit that you receive from that card or that account is something that is actually useful to you. If you don't like to fly, a card with airline miles is not going to be your best benefit. There are cash reward cards that cover any manner of purchase. There are reward cards that only target a specific type of purchase. You want to make sure you understand all of the terms and that the reward that you are receiving is commiserate with the annual fee that you're going to pay. If you have more questions on how to improve your credit worthiness or how to achieve the best possible credit score for your purchase, 
don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know what your current challenge is and how we can create a path to your financial success. I promise you, dialing in your credit score is never going to be a bad thing and will always support you going forward. Credit is probably one of the number one things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis that surprises people that if they're not actively utilizing it, they are doing themselves a disservice. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, Bay Area, we have with us Daniel Abrahimi. Daniel, how are you doing today? Very hot, Misha. How are you? <laughs> it is. It's it's just the first day of summer, and now it's going to be a scorcher for us. There you go. Doing well, though. Daniel, Thank you. Doing awesome. Good. Please remind everyone who you are and what you do. Yes, my name is Daniel Ebrahimi, Coldwell Banker Realty. Been doing real estate for 15 years, helping people sell and buy real estate, residential real estate all over the Bay Area. Fantastic. Now, Daniel, you and I have worked together many times. Uh, Daniel's a fantastic agent. I understand you have two listings to share with us. Yes, I have two listings coming up. I have one in San Francisco in the Excelsior neighborhood. Um, it's a, a 1500 square foot home with a very deep and long garage and we're cleaning it up right now and going on the market in the next couple of months for about a million four fifty. Fantastic. So if anybody's looking for an awesome, uh, San Francisco house, uh, this is it. It's a three bedroom, two bath. Um, and it's got a cute little backyard. And alternatively, I have a very cute San Carlos White Oaks home in the neighborhood of White Oaks coming up in the next month and a half, two months as well. And this is a three-bedroom, two-bath, has a pool, built-in barbecue, needs a little TLC, but overall a very killer house with an amazing school district and very walkable to uh, uh, Laurel Street, which is downtown San Carlos with all the restaurants and shops. And, yeah, uh, that's what I have going on. Wonderful. Well, Daniel, as always, you're a busy guy out there. Daniel, tell me, what are you seeing in the market and how are you walking your sellers in particular through how to appropriately price something in this fluctuating market? Yes, uh, Misha, what I'm seeing is listings are taking longer to Mm -hmm. sell because of everything going on with interest rates, inflation and the stock market. Um, I would say sellers should price their homes aggressively and the prices that people got six, seven, eight, nine, ten months ago, we're not seeing that so much right now. We just have to be a little realistic. I'd say I'm seeing price reductions all over the Bay Area, anywhere from like 8 to 13%. But things are still selling as long as they're priced right. Um, you don't want to overprice something and then have to backtrack and lower it drastically. It's better to price it right and um, competitive from the beginning and then see what the market does with that. Right. Totally valid. Now, can you explain to our listeners here what happens when you do a price reduction? What's the market perception that, you know, that people pick up on when they see that? They see the buyers might think the sellers are desperate. Let's wait. Let's wait to see how much more desperate they'll get and drop. Or they'll think a combination of maybe there's like a crack in the foundation or something really wrong with the house. Right. Um, it doesn't look good for a seller to have big, big drops. So right. And, I would and you and I talk about this. Realtor, you know? mm-hmm. Right. Yes, listening, listening to your realtor is really key. Oftentimes you'll find that there's a, 
particular seller that has a, a price point in mind that they really just wanted to achieve. And when they they get that in mind, but that's not what the market is dictating at the moment. And all of the information that's provided, even if you talk to a, a realtor six months ago, as Daniel said, six and eight months ago was a different market and a different set of information being presented to you. So the opportunity for you to learn what's happening in your micro market as a seller and being sure that you are pricing yourself to sell in today's market and not at some point in history or some emotional place that might not be achievable. Would you agree, Daniel? I do agree, Misha. Absolutely correct. Fantastic. Well, Daniel, as always, thank you for joining us. We look forward to these markets, uh, these properties, excuse me, coming to market. And uh, we look forward to having you back on our show in another couple days. Sounds great. Thank you. Remind everybody how to get in touch with you. Yes, please. My cell phone is best, 408-761-2883. Wonderful. Thanks, Daniel. So for those people that are out in the market right now and they're looking at properties, and as Daniel said, price decreases 8 to 13%, that's a pretty impressive drop in just a small period of time. And for the sellers that are out there who are seeing this drop in real-time numbers, now as industry professionals, we have been watching this happen. We've seen prices not elevate month over month. And that was the beginning of a course correction or a stagnancy in the market where prices were not rising. We're now seeing prices coming out a little bit more aggressive, a little bit lower. And that is to get to the faster sale. Because interest rates are rising and because the market is moving so quickly, sellers who want to execute on their sale quickly are being really realistic about how they list their property, about how they even allow the photos of their properties to be taken. We're seeing people being more particular about their listings than ever before, and that is to the buyer's best benefit. So it's really sort of the coming back together of buyers and sellers working together. If you are a buyer who has sort of stepped out of the pool, so to speak, and and we're toweling off, calling it a day, you may want to take another look back. Make sure your formal pre-approval is in line and you have all of the information up to date so that you can execute quickly when you do find that property. We are having more and more conversation with sellers and more and more the topic is, I need to get this property to market right now. Sellers usually have a hotter summer season. For the last four years running, the summer has not been as busy in sales as the fall. And that is, I think, typically because the prices that were coming out in the beginning of the summer, buyers were watching and they were waiting, hoping that those prices would come down some if those properties sat and not across the market, but if some properties sat, then the sellers might reduce the price because people were buying and selling so rapidly. A lot of people were moving out of of properties before they were actually closing on the sale of their house. So by the end of the summer, if that property hadn't been sold, then you were seeing people who were saying, gosh, now I have to reduce the price because I've moved into my new home. I need to get this one off my books and I have to turn around and sell this. So what those markets were bringing into play was a heavier and busier fall and fourth quarter. What we're hoping this year is that with an increased inventory in the late spring and the opportunity for rates to continue to rise, that people are looking at this early summer months as being a great opportunity to get their offers in, bring their properties to market, and everyone making the moves that they need and deserve in the marketplace and be happy about their purchases. Ultimately, we always want you to be happy with the purchase that you've made and the financing that you have and feel confident in the choices that you are making. 
If you need guidance or more support in how to get to that position of confidence and comfort with your finances or the purchase you're about to make, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us here at Essex Mortgage. You can reach me at 831-435-0385. We're going to take a break and come back with this week's challenge. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. Often overlooked in the real estate transaction from the perspective of a buyer is what happens as a seller. And so here's our advice. This week's challenge is going to be about making your sale the most successful possible. And in doing so, enjoying the process, you are likely headed off to the next adventure. And whether that is buying or renting or traveling about the world, whatever your next adventure is, we want to help you get to that in the smoothest and most enjoyable process ever. So in that, we want to make sure that you set expectations for yourself and with the professionals that you're working with. Plan in advance to address anything that is needed that can be taken care of, divide and conquer, make sure that you maintain organization and fluid communication, whether that's with your partner or whoever else owns the property with you or your real estate professional. You want to make sure that you have open lines of communication at all times. When it comes to setting the price for your home, make sure that you're looking at the most recent comparable sales in your immediate neighborhood in like properties. If you're looking at a two-bedroom, two-bath down the street and you're a four-bedroom, four-bath, it's not going to be in the same category and, and vice versa. If the four bedroom down the street sold and you're a two bedroom, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because that property is closest to you that that would be the price point you'll be looking at. So making sure you understand that market data and that your real estate professional is explaining to you the nuance and difference between each of those properties and how one might be more or less like your own property. Understanding the days on market. And as Daniel spoke to, Having a property that sits on the market leaves a lot for a buyer's imagination. And what you want to make sure is that you are putting your property out to market as is in the best light possible so that people can come and make confident offers. If you know that there's something that is not taken care of at your home and you really need it for your own personal benefit to be done before you actually get to market, make sure that you have someone supporting you in getting those things done. Offload that from your own personal plate, hire a contractor. Um, you know, get someone in there, a handyman, if that warrants the, the, the purchase there and get that property into a position where it's stress-free for you. Make sure that you know your steps to success. Step one, prepare, minimize the things in your house, pack away the things that you know you'll be moving or will be going to storage, invite over those family and friends and tell them what your plans are and let them know. These are the things that we're going to be putting up for sale or would you like to have any of these? Start that minimization process as soon as possible. The less you have to negotiate while you're trying to organize your home to have open houses or even photos taken, the better it will be for you. Step two is actually getting through the sales process. Understanding what that means. Have your realtor walk you through. What are the things that are going to take place once you put your property on the market? They go through the forms and the contracts with you. They understand how to explain to you what the property inspection period is like and what you as a seller can anticipate will be your participation in that. And then the third step is to make your move and know in advance where you're going, have your financing figured out if you're going to be making another purchase, understand what you need to take with you if you're downsizing 
understand what your storage opportunities are if you have to offload things to an alternate location. But having all of that information understood upfront is going to allow you to break down the process into segments and you can successfully achieve each one. And then it's not the hurry up and, and frenzy of, of trying to accomplish everything all at the same time. Also important to know, you do not have to move out by the day that you sell. If you write that into your contract, you can sell and remain in the property for a set period of time after the closing so that you can make that seamless transition once you have the knowledge and confidence that your transaction has officially closed. This has been Mortgage Matters with Misha. The show will repeat tomorrow from three, 2 to 3 p.m., excuse me, and 3 to 4 on Sundays. If you need customized information or if you need support and guidance, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, 831-435-0385, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. Be well and stay safe, Bay Area. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.